This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512 MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB S2, modulation 8 PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Ana Maria Popescu with the news. First, the headlines. The president of Romania, Klaus Johannes, is looking at ways to strengthen bilateral cooperation in talks in Bucharest with the president of Palestine, Mahmoud Abbas. Romania's foreign minister, Bogdan Orescu, had talks with his Greek counterpart, Nikos Dendias, on the sidelines of the Foreign Affairs Council meeting in Brussels. And Romanian students won third place at the International Geography Olympiad after remarkable performances in the world physics and maths competitions. The president of Palestine, Mahmoud Abbas, is on an official visit to Romania today at the invitation of President Klaus Johannes. The two leaders will discuss ways to encourage and strengthen bilateral cooperation in areas of mutual interest, particularly political dialogue, home affairs, education, economy and trade. The agenda of talks also includes regional developments in the Middle East, the progress and prospects of the peace process, the security situation and the consequences of Russia's illegal aggression against Ukraine, the Romanian presidency says. Also today, President Johannes is scheduled to receive Ireland's Minister for Foreign Affairs and for Defense, Simon Kovny. The Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu had a meeting on Monday with his Greek counterpart Nikos Dendias on the sidelines of the Foreign Affairs Council held in Brussels. According to the Romanian Foreign Ministry, the Greek party thanked Romania for the assistance given by Romanian firefighters in containing the recent wildfires in Greece. The two officials also discussed the situation in Ukraine with a focus on the consequences and impact at regional and EU level of Russia's unjustified and unprovoked military campaign in that country. Romanian students won third place in the world after Singapore and Lithuania at the International Geography Olympiad. As many as 209 students from 54 countries took part in this year's competition. This success comes after the outstanding performances of Romanian students in other international competitions. They won second place at the International Physics Olympiad organized online by Switzerland, while Romania's team won first place in Europe and fifth in the world at the International Maths Olympiad in Oslo, out of 105 competing countries. 
The World Bank and Romania Tuesday signed the 600 million euro development policy loan with a focus on inclusive green economic growth, the World Bank announced. This is the first of two such financing operations and is accompanied by 24.2 million US dollars non-reimbursable financial assistance. The World Bank is currently running 10 investment projects in Romania totaling 1.78 billion US dollars in addition to 31 technical and analytical assistance projects worth 104 million US dollars. The Romanian Health Ministry Tuesday announced 7,659 new SARS-CoV-2 infections in the last 24 hours, over 4,000 more than on Monday. The number of patients in intensive care has also increased to 136 and nine people died from the disease in 24 hours. The European Union Tuesday opened the accession negotiations with Albania and North Macedonia, the president of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, announced. The 27 EU member states Monday night agreed to open accession talks after Skopje and Sofia signed a protocol that eliminates the last remaining obstacles. North Macedonia has been a candidate country since 2005 and Albania since 2014. The president of Russia, Vladimir Putin, and the president of Turkey, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, are attending a summit in Tehran today together with their Iranian counterpart, Ibrahim Raisi. According to the BBC, following the sanctions introduced by the West, Putin will use this opportunity to prove that Moscow still has strong allies. Putin will also have separate meetings with the leaders of the two states. Turkey negotiated with Russia and Ukraine to unblock Ukrainian grain exports through the Black Sea, while Iran and Russia are looking for new trade routes to bypass sanctions, the BBC also says. Meanwhile, in Ukraine, Russian forces carried on the shelling of Nikopol with scores of attacks launched during the night. Several people, including a child, were also wounded after Russian missiles hit Odessa. Nearly half of the EU territory is facing drought risks, the European Commission warns, as a new heat wave has hit the continent. France, Romania, Spain, Portugal and Italy will likely have to handle a drop in agricultural yield, especially grains, the Commission explains. Germany, Poland, Hungary, Slovenia and Croatia will also be affected. In turn, the European Commissioner for Crisis Management, Janis Lenacic, said the worst is yet to come. Europe is struggling with an extreme heat wave these days, with temperatures of over 40 degrees Celsius reported in France and UK. And that was the news. Russian gas imports into the EU become uncertain, and Romania is in a favorable position where it can ensure its own production needs. I'm Mihail Ignatescu with more in this report by Stefan Stoika. Those who warned that the energy weapon would eventually be used and that the Russians would make the decision not to supply gas to the European Union after the completion of pipeline maintenance operations seem to have been right. Gazprom, which has a monopoly on Russian gas exports through pipelines, has declared a force majeure situation over gas supplies to Europe in the case of at least one major customer, according to a letter quoted by Reuters.
The letter states that Gazprom was unable to meet its supply obligations due to extraordinary circumstances beyond its control. Invoking a force majeure situation used when a business is affected by something that is not under its control will escalate the tensions between Russia and the West over the Russian invasion of Ukraine, Reuters says. The European Union, which has imposed sanctions on Russia, aims to completely abandon the use of fossil fuels from Russia by 2027. But for the time being, it still needs those supplies, as the member states are far from securing their winter reserves. Meanwhile, European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen on Monday announced an agreement with Azerbaijan to double the EU's gas imports from the former Soviet Republic in the Caucasus in a few years' time. Last year, Azerbaijan supplied about 8 billion cubic meters of natural gas to Europe through pipelines crossing Georgia and Turkey, and deliveries are expected to exceed 10 billion cubic meters this year. By comparison, Russian gas imports last year amounted to 155 billion cubic meters, which is almost 40% of the EU's needs. The figures speak for themselves when it comes to Europe's energy dependence on Moscow. That is why Brussels is seeking to diversify the Union's gas supply sources. Moscow has already begun cutting supplies to several countries, and Europeans fear a complete cut in Russian gas in response to EU sanctions against Russia. With an important production of its own and the offshore law finally adopted, which allows the exploitation of Black Sea gas, Romania could cover its domestic gas consumption needs this winter without needing any imports, according to the former president of the National Authority for Energy Regulations, Nikolai Havrilets. He believes that such a scenario is entirely plausible. Of course, this is an achievable program. It is a perfectly achievable scenario. But we know that these days, when we also have problems other than those strictly related to the gas structure, we can expect other difficulties. From this point of view, the Ministry of Energy has promoted a reaction plan in case we have gas supply issues. Romania, Havrilets has also pointed out, could even help other European Union countries with gas, but through compensation and not for free. And that was Radio Newsreel. Next in this program, sports. Welcome to Sports Roundup. I'm Eugen Nasta. Romanian athlete Bianca Gelber has come in fourth in the Hammoth Row final this past Sunday as part of the World Athletics Championships held in Eugene, Oregon, the United States of America. Bianca succeeded a 70-meter and a 26-centimeter throw. The gold medal went to U.S. athlete Brooke Anderson with a throw of 78 meters and 96 centimeters. We recall that in 2021 at the Tokyo Olympics, Bianca also came in fourth. Back then, Bianca Galba's 74-meter and 18-centimeter throw was also a personal record for the Romanian. 
Romania's national rugby team this past Sunday sustained a 20-26 defeat by Uruguay in Montevideo. Los Terros thus took their revenge as a week ago. Romania grabbed a 30-22 win against their opponents, also in Montevideo. Romania succeeded two tries, a penalty kick and another one scored by Mario Simionescu. Gabriel Rupano successfully converted both tries. Also scoring for Romania were Gabriel Rupano and Mihai Mureșan, who converted penalty kicks. This past weekend saw a new League One football competition season taking the start. As of 2022, the domestic championship is labelled the Super League. In Mediash on Friday, the recently promoted FC Hermannstadt grabbed a 3-0 win against CS Mioven. In the second fixture on Friday, in Krajowa, Universitata drew against Shepsi Svantogiorgie to all. On Saturday in Pitesht, FC Artes defeated Utarad 2-0. Then in Cluj, defending champion CFR succeeded a hard-fought win against Rapid Bucharest 1-0. We should know that a couple of seconds from time, CFR's goalie Christian Balgradan saved Alexandro Albu's penalty kick. On Sunday, in Ovidio in the southeast, Farol Constanza grabbed a 2-1 win against FCU Craiova. On the national reign in Bucharest, Romania's vice-champions, FCSB, drew against newly promoted Universitata Cluj 1-0. In the round's last two games on Monday, FC Botoshan faced Kindia Trgoviste, while Petrol Ploiești are pitted against FC Voluntari. Until the Super League's next round this coming weekend, Four Romanian football teams play in the Conference League's second preliminary round. FCSB plays an away fixture against Georgian opponents Saburtalo. Then on home turf, CFR Cluj takes on Ante Descalade Vandora. In Svantu Gheorghe, Shepsha pitted against Slovenia's Olympia Ljubljana. Universitata Krajova travelled to Albania for a game against Albanian team Vilaznia. And that's all from Sports Today. You can also access our sports items at rri.io and on Facebook. Time now for Hit of the Day on Radio Romania International. Listen to Lydia Buble and her song My Darling. Să plângi cum am plâns eu Draga mea Să ți se rupă inima în bucăți Draga mea Să vrei să lași și să nu poți Vreau să te mint în față Că te vreau din ce te lasă Spune-mi O să faci la fel cu ea Spune-mi O să doară inima M-aș bucură chiar de greșit
draga mea Că vreau să te nezi și tu lacrima ta Te rog să mă ierti, să mă ierti, draga mea Romania. Welcome, I'm Ana Maria Popescu. Funky Citizens is a meeting place for the citizens who will not settle for the status quo, but understand the role they play in a democracy and often get involved in decision-making processes. The organization's strongest weapons are the initiatives that use technology, data and communication-based advocacy, and civic education. The NGO already has notable experience in encouraging the citizens who dream of an urban space with a coherent idea of development, in which citizens get involved in defining their shared space and improving their life standards. Elena Calistru, a member of the European Economic and Social Committee and the president and co-founder of the organization, tells us how it all started. Around 2011-2012, we realized that Romania lacked a movement or organization that made citizen involvement desirable for people, especially in areas that are rather difficult to understand. We started with a project where we monitored the spending of public funds. We monitored the national budget, actually, which we tried to make comprehensible for citizens. We worked on the assumption that people would like to get involved in public life, but that they often find this kind of information very difficult to understand, and that some effort is required to explain to them certain basic aspects, like how legislation works, how institutions work, and so on. This is how Funky Citizens was born. We asked Elena Calistro whether it was easy to find members. Obviously, there were not a lot of citizens willing to get involved, and as an organization we didn't imagine we will get millions of people checking on local budgets. But we do believe that if we get involved, things will change. And judging by the response we have seen since our establishment in 2012, I would say that there are more and more people interested in what happens at local and national level, and more and more people are getting involved in our activities, are donating funds, are reading our surveys. How can a citizen get involved in public life? Elena Calistru 
Most often, the first step is to get informed. It sounds like a cliché, but it is true. Information is power. Information is easier nowadays, thanks to the Internet, and finding out how we can contact our MP or mayor is just a click away. But we tell people that citizen involvement is like sports, there are several levels. Ideally, we should all exercise for at least 30 minutes a day. In terms of citizenship, this means checking from time to time what the mayor has done, what parliament has done, what the government has done, and stay up to date on events. And obviously go to vote. Then, just like in sports, there is the option of exercising weekly, maybe take up a sport or go cycling. This would translate into signing a petition, for example, or writing to our MPs on a topic of interest. And the third level, the professional athlete, so to say, is running a marathon. This means joining a citizen intervention organization or challenging the local budget. We have these rights as citizens. The number of participants in Funky Citizens' projects varies, our guest explained, and during election periods it may reach thousands of volunteers. Elena Calistro, the president and co-founder of the organization, also spoke about some of its most recent initiatives. In the years to come, we will have two major challenges. One of them is to expand our work at local level. This is something we are already doing. We started last year and we are trying to go to local communities and organize training sessions on how local budgets are made, on how citizens can get involved, and we work with partner journalists. The second challenge has to do with our presence in the European Economic and Social Committee and other bodies. Our organization has been working for a while now in international projects, especially in Central and Eastern Europe. I've been a member of the committee since last year. We are trying to make the voice of several Romanian NGOs better heard in European institutions. Whether we speak about European funds for national or local projects, when we look at the efficiency of spending in Romania, the common element is a lack of impact. The main reasons for that are the absence of mechanisms to identify long-term development needs, prioritizing financial needs based on political criteria rather than actual needs, and the waste of public money through corruption, fraud or poor management. You have been listening to Inside Romania. Time now for another music break on Radio Romania International. Listen to Bella Santiago and her hit Moving On.
Vreau să tună de ale tale vorbe goale Adunat într-un buchet de trandafiri Ia-ți iubirea cu efecte speciale N-am de gând să mă hrănesc cu amăgiri N-am de gând să mai trăiesc în povești Nu tu nu o să-mi lipsești În drumul meu spre fericire Azi eu plec, nu încerca să mă oprești This is Radio Romania International. Cultural event. Hello and welcome to this culture feature. I'm Kalin Kotsoyu. Recently, the Trei Publishing House launched the second edition of the book Philosophy as a Way of Life. Sources of Authenticity. It is written by university lecturer Christian Iftode with the School of Philosophy in Bucharest. This may seem anodyne at first sight, but the perspective changes once you take into account that this is a second print of a book published first 11 years ago. It seems there is a genuine interest among readers of this kind of book that bring closer to everyday life this kind of books, generally considered too abstract. Philosophy as a Way of Life is a part of a series of books, with the second in the series having been published last year, called simply A Good Life, an Introduction to Ethics. Speaking about this ample project is Christian Iftode, the author himself. 
Pentru mine această lucrare mai veche, filozofia ca mod de viață, era un fel de primă parte a unei trilogii. For me, this older work, Philosophy as a Way of Life, was the first part of a trilogy aimed at a better life. Of course, these works can be read as they stand, but as I see things, this book provides a frame for reflection on practical philosophy, or on the practical stakes of philosophy, while considering its therapeutic dimension. I insist on using this word that can be abused or misunderstood if we shift into the medical realm. However, etymologically speaking, the idea of therapeutic philosophy is perfectly legitimate. It is about the practice of self-care, how we learn to take care of our own souls. The book Good Life took things further, trying to build up once again a general theory for these coordinates of a good life, a phrase that immediately makes us think of happiness. However, I believe that happiness is merely a necessary, not sufficient, condition of a good life in a world such as ours, in which we need freedom, we need to feel that we ourselves are a part of our choices, and that our life belongs to us. Therefore, we need a form of authenticity. Of course, all these concepts, not only theoretically or philosophically, but also practically, have distinct meanings, sometimes contrasting, even divergent, which need work to be clarified. In the third volume, which right now is at the manuscript stage, I will be making things more concrete, looking at each angle of a good life triangle happiness, freedom, and authenticity under an applied lens. This is the general idea of the project. That was philosopher Christianis Iftode. The second edition of Philosophy as a Way of Life wants to familiarize the public at large with a type of therapy that is already being applied in Western countries, which is philosophy counseling. You have been listening to Cultural Event. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Hello, dear friends, and welcome to a fresh edition of our musical program devoted to the most beautiful pop-rock productions in Romania. This is Daniel Bilz at the microphone, and this program is devoted to the great Romanian singer-songwriter Paul Ciuch, who is also the frontman of the legendary band Compact. Here he is now at the microphone with his first hit, a song that he composed in 1978, and is entitled Dream Girl. Să te-ai în fața mea A fost de ajuns să privire Ce nu pot, nu pot 
Between 1992 and 1997, Paul Chuch performed with another famous Romanian band, Sphinx Experience, in several European countries such as the Netherlands, Germany and Belgium. In 1997, he came back to Romania and dedicated himself to his first love, the famous rock band Compact. Let's now listen to this group with a song entitled Song for Friends which was launched in 1988.
special edition of our weekly program Your Music has been devoted to the legendary Romanian band Compact and the great singer-songwriter Paul Ciuc. We go out today with a hit composed a couple of years ago and entitled Hurts Like Hell. Te vreau, dar tu nu vrei 
Living Romania. Coming up next. People and places. Welcome to a fresh installment of People and Places with me, Mihaela Ignatescu. Today I invite you to join me on a visit to some of the most beautiful places in Gorj County, which, as you may know already, is also home to the famous monumental works by Konstantin Brâncuș. Stay tuned! Gorj County is located in southeastern Romania, in the Jiu Valley. In the northern part of the county, there stands the Parang mountain chain, which boasts a spectacular scenery quite unique in Romania. The glacier lakes, the gorges and steep mountain slopes, and the caves above all else, are major tourist attractions for visitors coming from all over the world. One of the most spectacular is Polovraj Cave, 60 kilometers east of the county capital, Târgujiu, situated between the Parang and Căpățânii Mountains, part of the sub-Oriental Carpathians. It is one of the longest caves in Romania and the only one out of the 12,000 in the country whose end has not been reached yet. The Oltes River used to cut across the cave, but following an earthquake, the river changed course and formed the breathtaking Oltets Gorges. The total length of the cave seems to be more than 10 kilometers, and some say it goes way into Transylvania. In 1983, a group of Czech and Polish speleologists discovered a 200 square meter underground lake with a depth of 8 meters. Also, several cavern bear fossils were found, now exhibited at the Gorz County Museum. The 800 meters of the cave that are currently accessible were electrified back in 1984. For 300 years, the cave has been administered by the church. An interior wall displays a mural painting made in 1607 by the first priest in Polovraj, Pahomie, who lived in the cave for six months. There are many legends about the cave in Polovrac, which is also known as the Cave of Zalmoxis, the Dacian god who would have lived in these territories some 2,000 years ago. The legend has it that the water drops falling from up the ceiling are Zalmoxis' tears, shed out of grief for the defeat of the Dacians by the Romans. Speleologists have discovered traces of settlements, including a Dacian stronghold, 
on top of the mountain the cave lies under. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Another fascinating monument of nature in Gorj County is Peștera Muierilor, the women's cave located in Baia de Fier in a calcareous massive. It was formed four million years ago by the Galbenu River. It was called women's cave in the medieval times, when men used to go to battle, and the women, children and old people sought refuge in the cave. In times of peace, the women would gather in a passage hall at the entrance to the cave, where they would spin the flax. The area open to tourists is 940 meter long and is strewn with stalagmites, stalactites and lime pillars. The temperature in the cave is constant, standing at around 10 degrees Celsius. All along the 940 meters long area that can be visited, tourists can admire various caustic shapes such as the organ, named like that for its kin resemblance to the well-known musical instrument. Equally interesting is the little dome, also the ultra hall, where nature formed an 18-meter-high dome resembling that of a church. Here we can see the pulpit, the large chandelier and the bloody rock, as people called it, because of its color, given by the deposits of iron oxide. Leaving the altar hall, one gets to the middle of the cave where the skeleton of a cave bear is exhibited. Other 182 skeletons were found in the cave between 1951 and 1955, besides the several traces from the Paleolithic age, stone and bone made tools from what are today known as the Salkuta, Kosofen and Glina heritages. The most valuable and at the same time most interesting find is the one from 1952, when the skull of a woman of the Homo sapiens type was found. Research showed that the woman lived there some 29,000 years ago. The women's cave has several halls, such as the Wonder Hall, the Vault Room, the Bat Room, inhabited by a great number of bat colonies. Besides these two, there are also other interesting caves in Gorj, such as Kloshan, Chuaka, Brebene and Gura Plailui. Also, the limey waters of the rivers there created numerous gorges, declared geological and flora reserves. One of the most visited places in Gorj County is definitely the Polovraj Monastery, one of the most important religious and artistic monuments which enjoys the admiration and appreciation of many Romanian and foreign visitors. It is a convent for nuns and its dedication day is the Assumption of the Virgin on August 15th. The most recent researches, based on two Slavonic inscriptions, established the building date of the Polovraj Monastery at around 1505. It is attributed to Radu and Pătru, Zamona's sons, which are mentioned in the document, issued by Prince Basarab the Young on 18th January 1480. This document is also the first mention of the village of Polovraj. The founder of the present church of the Polovraj Monastery is the Chancellor Danchul Pyrianu of Milesht, according to the document issued by Prince Matei Basarab on the 16th of July 1648. He built the church on the old foundation, preserving only the lower part of the walls, which were in a better condition. When it was finished, its founder dedicated it to the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem. The great voivod Konstantin Brkoveanu redeemed it in 1693 
and placed it under the jurisdiction of the Hures Monastery. The church is built in the Byzantine style on a three-foil plan. Its interior is divided into several sections, an antenave, a nave and an altar, which are specific to Orthodox churches. The painting of the church is particularly important, both from an iconographic point of view and for its technical execution with particular characteristics. The paintings inside the church were made between 1703 and 1712 by the renowned master painters of the painting school of Horezu. On the porch, on the east wall, one can admire two iconographic representations unique in our country of the Mount Athos monasteries, as well as images from the two testaments and from the lives of the saints. The interior painting is preserved in the original form. It is about 250 years old and it has a particular artistic value. The colouring on the blue background is harmonious and sober. The iconostasis is a real masterpiece of the old Romanian wood carving. Its rich ornamentation strikes by its fineness and brilliancy. The church is surrounded by the buildings of the monastery. They date from Constantin Brnkoveanu's time and form a stronghold where there are cells, a workshop, the refectory and other dependencies. On the northern side of the precinct of the monastery there is the infirmary church built in 1732 by Abbot Lavrentie in Byzantine style and the interior walls are covered by a delicate painting. The Bolovraj monastery has a very interesting collection of vestments, epitaphs, icons, crosses, senses, musical manuscripts and religious books. Here we can also see Prince Constantin Brnkovanus' iptych. These have been just some of the attractions of Gorj County. So, if you happen to travel to Romania, make sure you don't miss these special sites. That's about all from People and Places today. Thank you for listening. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk, today featuring Nineta Popa Ionescu, who is celebrating her 63rd birthday. As a child, she did not have an easy life, but she was gifted with a beautiful voice, which turned her into one of the most beloved traditional vocalists in the country. So to end today's broadcast on Radio Romania International, we wish her many happy returns, and we invite you to listen to her performing the song Shepherds Coming Down the Mountain, 
accompanied by the Radio Folk Orchestra, conducted by Alexandru Viman. And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1700 hours UTC on 9760 kHz in the DRM system and on 11850 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1100 hours UTC on 15320 and 17670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye.